I'm sobbing at the kitchen sink and spilling my guts all over your basket of clean clothes. I'm a few sips short of killing this fifth. I'm sick of myself and you, it's true, but I ain't sick of whiskey. Cause whiskey never leave me. Listening to the Beyond the Page podcast, where we go beyond the Oregon State campus and into our communities to talk about the best thing in life art. This podcast is hosted by the PRISM staff, OSU's art and literary journal for students by students. I'm your host today, Tosca Rotolo. Today I'm joined by a few members of Corvallis's beloved punk Americana band, Onion Machine. You just heard a clip from their song, Whiskey, and make sure to stick around to the end to hear a bit of their song, Gecko. You may already know Onion Machine from their EPs, Pennies, Exodus to Nowhere, Roach Kill Box, or their most recent project, Outcast Lullabies, all of which you can find on the usual streaming platforms. If you're a Corvallis house show fanatic, you're probably already a huge fan of their incredible stage presence, crowd interactions, and fantastically fresh sound. I know that I am a huge fan. Welcome, y'all. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank Thanks, you. Tosca. Good to be here. Yeah. Can we go around and do some quick introductions and then maybe give a quick shout out to the members who couldn't make it here today? Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my name's Nick. I play drums for Onion Machine. Um, I've been playing with the band for a little over two years now. Um, yeah. Very cool. Uh, my name's Jasper. I play guitar. It's kind of in between rhythm and lead. Mm-hmm. I've been playing for about three months with them. Yeah. Super cool. My name's Lux. I'm the band manager, and I've been with them since July of 2021. Uh, I'm Margie. I do merch and art for the band, and I've been with them since the summer. So, yeah, Super it's been cool. good. And uh, who isn't with us today? Uh, we have Jackson Fryer, who is the lead singer, vocalist, and rhythm guitarist. Mm-hmm. We have Marley Clark, who is the lead guitarist and soloist. And we have Donovan Horst, who is the bass player. I'm not missing anybody, right? There's five of us. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah. Super cool. Nice. Well, I just wanted to start off by saying thank you again for showing up. Uh, so excited to have you here to talk today. Um, for those in our audience who haven't heard or see y'all yet, seen y'all yet, uh, can I hear a bit about Onion Machine, who you guys are, how you describe your music, all that good stuff? Uh, Onion Machine's pretty eclectic. I don't know. It's, yeah. You can give a lot of labels to them, but they're unique, like always. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely diverse um, abilities and sounds that we all kind of bring and mesh into what is the machine of an onion, mm. <laughs> I guess. It's poetic. Um, yeah. Like There's I w- many layers. Mm. Very, very many yeah. layers. Mm-hmm. Like an ogre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good dancing music, too. Oh, for sure. It's really fun to, like, meet new people and jam. I don't know. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, never, I never expected to be a guitarist in a band, actually. Really? I was a drummer for oh, years yeah. and years in a band here um, that played at KBVR a lot, actually. Um, but I had always just kept guitar as like a side passion and like a little element that I add into other music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when Jackson approached me with um, an opportunity to um, like cover for Marley while he was out of the band for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, 
I had just jumped on the opportunity and haven't looked back. Nice. We're yeah. grateful to have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's gotten so, so good and has so much talent to bring to the band, too, and we love Jasper so much. <laughs> also, shout out drummers. We have the majority of the room right now. So. Heck yeah. yeah. Tosca's an amazing drummer. Uh, stop. Nice. This isn't about me. It's about <laughs> any machine. <laughs> would y'all ever, like, switch, like, you would do drumming for the band and you'd do something else, maybe? Oh, gosh. I haven't drummed on a set, like, for more than 15 minutes in years. Yeah. So, I'm. I mean, I'm probably half the drummer that I was and you know when I was practicing well those familiar with the song Joey it's like two chords and so we swapped one time I played guitar like really poorly and then Jasper hopped on the drum set and laid down a fat beat so that was was fun fun. yeah and that describer like punk Americana is definitely something that Jackson relates to I think most but uh, Spotify gave us some new labels this year and they were kind of fun and interesting like Bubble grunge? Bubble grunge? Um, wow. I know, right? Yeah. But they kind of are leaning into it as they're shaping their onstage presence as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of, they're leaning to be a lot more femme presenting. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's a good uh, switch up when you also hear the music that goes along with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think bubble grunge kind of reminds me of like when we're talking about diverse sounds and amorphous like genres like spongebob's bubble blowing how it turns into different like large creatures <laughs> and shapes and stuff that's the kind of bubbles i think of <laughs> forgive me <laughs> for, for being SpongeBob two minutes in dropping like spongebob mm. i'm not here for it sorry oh wow <laughs> i'm a spongebob hater and i'm gonna stick to that for the rest of my life probably well you just lost half our audience that's no. we'll talk about wow no. sorry you can cut that if you'd like no i'm not going to <laughs> that's gonna have, it's gonna have to stay they can hate me all they want can you talk a little bit about like the merch? Like, what what do you do with the merch? What are your inspirations? Do you have any future plans with the merch? I love the stickers. If you're listening, you can see them pretty much all over Corvallis. The one I can think of right now, there's one on the trash can in front of the library that I, I put that there. By. You did? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I also saw some in Portland because I was in uh, Portland for winter break, and that yeah. was really exciting. That was. That is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, merch is really fun to do. Um, I'm super super honored to do it for a cool band um it's really fun to interact with a bunch of people and like work on selling stuff and it's really fun to make art too i made the um one of the posters kind of recently i think Mm -hmm. that was in november right for Mm -hmm. uh the shroom shack Mm -hmm. um yeah it was it's really fun um like selling the posters that like i made i'm like look i made this um i don't know just like interacting with people and like, yeah, it's a good gig. It's really fun. Yeah, and some of those, like, designs, those stickers are going to be on trash cans and on poles, like, forever for years. I know, I'm it's excited. Insane. Well, yeah. the stickers that you're seeing right now mm-hmm. are actually done by the bassist, Donovan oh, Horst. Mm-hmm. So he created the onion machine aesthetic mm-hmm. um, in the very beginning. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about, like, an, is there, like, an origin story? Like, oh, I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah, uh, I only know a little bit. You know, yeah. a little bit? I guess I'm the oldest member yeah, in the room, are. but not. I'm still, you know, was not at the formative years of Onion Machine. So, I guess uh, ja- Jackson, our vocalist, um, formed Onion Machine with our old keyboard player Alec and our banjo player Forrest, and so those three kind of had their own. Like, I think that's where the folk influences really come from. Mm-hmm. Is that old sort of like jam band that they used to host shows at like the alleyway over at American Dream and the crowbar and all that 
Um, and then we started playing these open mics at Bombs Away, uh, shout out Bombs Away, mm. to um, kind of like get our sound out there and to sort of like just meet new people and new bands that are playing there too. Because they used to host uh, individual and band open mics. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Jackson invited me to go on stage with them because I think they're, they had like a, um, a djembe player like for the drum, you know, and they had this djembe. They didn't have a whole drum kit or anything, but they were like, hey, our friend can't make it. Can you come and fill on this gig? And I was like, cool, sounds good. And mm -hmm. then that's how I kind of joined was just a on the spot show type deal. Um, and then we went from those 15 minute sets to a couple more like, bigger shows at Bombs and we played one in Eugene and it was that kind of core group and then of course COVID mm. happened a lot of people went back home um, and then the band kind of dissipated for about a year so yeah. mm -hmm. but you made it back together and yeah. now we're here yeah. with a bunch of new members yeah mm -hmm. yep. I know you guys were like implementing like uh, Carter the saxophone player yeah. correct yeah. And some, some yeah. new noise which is Carter. very interesting oh, we mm -hmm. love Carter mm -hmm. he's yeah. so cool I was um, taking a pack class for rafting with him yeah and I just like brought it up on one of our little rafting trips that I was like helping out with the band and he was like oh I could play saxophone can I play and <laughs> I was like oh yeah haha ha. like I thought it'd just be like just a one-time thing and like he just like crushed he it shreds, it was yeah. crazy <laughs> i know we have um a video of him up on instagram it's just like he's just jamming mm -hmm. yeah it's really cool and we got him into the bars too yeah <laughs> yeah the rule is you just have to stay on the stage the whole time it yeah. Away yeah. if you're underage and Man. a performer mm -hmm. but what a legend they let you perform underage it's that's just amazing mm -hmm. that's awesome. such a good experience like i can't imagine doing something like i any even working for onion machine at 18 mm -hmm. like I don't know. I don't know what I was doing in the beginning. I barely know what I'm doing now. Mm. 18. I don't think I was, like, awake <laughs> <laughs> yet. Awoken, yeah. yeah. Like, Carter, that dude is conscious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's on some... <laughs> what, are, like, what are your, like, big roles with the band as the manager? Like, what, what, are, what are the main things you do? Uh, as a manager? It's kind of, like, there's a variety for sure. Mm -hmm. What I did last, uh, during, like, fall term would be... Definitely putting together just like house show gigs mm -hmm. and helping make those connections for the band. So I worked on like just quite literally building a couple DIY shows mm -hmm. for other bands to also have some um, availability to like show their music because I feel like Corvallis as a whole, there, um, there was a very big like hit to it, to the house show scene, of course, when yeah. COVID hit. So everything changed. Um, but in kind of the best ways, I feel like, I mean, where artists are actually making money off house, house show gigs and the previous times, it wasn't like that. Yeah. You're just making music for the friends, you know? Yeah. It's um, like, come on, come all. But now there's like a restricted amount of people. So we, it's kind of an incentive to reduce the amount of people to like have a ticket or something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And then like that also, I think really just like, I mean, there's, I can't explain the feeling because I'm not in like I'm not a musician in the band, but I think selling a ticket and actually making like a few <laughs> few solid bucks yeah. after playing a pretty wild punk show makes you feel elated on so many different la levels. And like I'm not the one performing on stage; I'm the one like, well, kicking people out of the show <laughs> if need be, <laughs> yeah, um, or telling people to calm down. But I'm not also I'm like. Not even doing the like the heaviness of the most work going on even at shows because these boys stay in the crowds to make sure like no one's getting hurt or like 
I don't know if this word is allowed, but assaulted. Yeah, no, um, it is, absolutely. Because that's one of some of our, like, biggest fears. Like, mm-hmm. we know that if it's, like, punk music, there's going to be some, like, thrashing and jumping going around. Mm-hmm. But we're also doing these shows in basements where there's pipes and there's nails. And so, like, mm-hmm. we kind of need, like, almost, like, buffers or, you know, like, what they have on <laughs> in the ocean at, like, really intense beaches. Like, what are those, like, tidal wave, like, blocks or something yeah, like that? like the buoys, kind of? Yeah, yeah little buoys, yeah. They're just, like, these really strong buoys with yeah. their, like, shoulders out. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's it's helpful to know. Like, since I've put my name on, like, putting these shows together, I have some really incredible people backing me up. Yeah. And so, like, I do, like, some things, but the only reason I'm able to do it is because I have everyone else here mm-hmm. with me doing it. Because, like... I'm, like, on Instagram sometimes, but Nikki's also a lot on there significantly, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, everyone has a really a significant role yeah. to make this even, like, slightly roll forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how many times I've had to wrestle my way through a crowd just to adjust a microphone level a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because there's, um, in a house show, you're kind of all responsible for the sound Mm -hmm. and there's no one person that their job is to be the sound guy so it's really if you hear something and you can change it and make it better then you just kind of do it yeah yeah i'm really glad you brought up the like safety issues because i know like that's been on a lot of people's minds after especially after what happened at astroworld this year or i guess Mm -hmm. it was last year but um Yeah. yeah like that is such an important element of punk shows just shows in general um yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, just like to go on to that, like we tried Hollow Weekend mm-hmm. for our first time. I remember doing ever ever a show that we put together, and we had security, but it's just it was unfathomable. Like yeah. kind of like how many people people like, and then Astroworld happened actually really recently, right after that, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of a very like very strong reckoning that like okay, if we're gonna even be slightly a part of this scene we have to take a stance for some pretty strong um, opinions and values. And I think that also goes along with being, like, called a punk band. Like, it's strong emotions, but usually they're in, like, the best of heart, Mm -hmm. you know? I remember, I also remember there were a couple shows over Halloween weekend that, and I don't want to call out, like, specific bands or anything, but they were pretty, they felt really dangerous. I remember there was one where these guys were just, like, super drunk and crashing onto me and this group of small girls, and it was just, like... You know, you never know when somebody's going to fall and get hurt. And I think people who run house shows and also attend house shows really need to be aware of that. Yeah, there's Absolutely. kind of this this feeling like um, you can get away with more at a house show mm-hmm. um, for some people. And that's just like the complete opposite of what we want it or what we need it to be yeah. because we need it to be safe. And so, yeah, that responsibility comes down on to like the bands and the people putting the shows on to make sure that people don't just see it as like a way to go crazy yeah. and there are no rules because it's not an establishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially definitely. if we do charge a cover to yeah. get into the show. If we're making money from it, we should have that responsibility. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Especially even when we're setting up shows, um, like when we're setting up for the Shroom Shack in the basement, um, we like we're just standing there and just being like, this is an unsafe corner, this is an unsafe corner, how can we fix that so people won't get like hurt in these corners and like pushed away from like the big crowd and everything just like just to protect everybody and that was like a really cool thing to bu- that we put into consideration mm-hmm. for just even setting it up and like we're talking highly of ourselves I would say like <laughs> and people talk highly of us because the scene used to be really unsafe yeah. um, and even when we first started putting shows on we had to make some big decisions as to like 
what shows we would partake in, even though that would par- that would also end not getting enough money to finish our album and not getting enough money to maybe go on a tour that we would love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some weird caps that we've had to give ourselves where some in, some just have, you know, it's just let loose. It's it's still pre-COVID times almost in their, t- in their heads. And mm-hmm. as we're seeing what's going on right now with Omicron, Omicron, Delta? Yeah. No, you're right. <sighs> just on campus right now, which is also like slightly terrifying that Absolutely. they are continuing in-person classes yeah. at the yeah. moment. So that's something we have to keep in mind always, and that's why we've had to cancel shows. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you feel like like sacrifices in a way of like sacrificing like, like kind of what you mm-hmm. said like I think it's for the I think it's for the better of every like it's for the better of the community. Mm-hmm. But I guess it would I would say like for instance like individuals that have put blood, sweat, and tears into this are definitely upset. Absolutely, because. I mean, that's this their baby. Onion Machine is like this. It is this machine that mm-hmm. all needs all parts running. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes that recognition really helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely a sacrifice, but it's one that we feel good doing. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say it's a justified sacrifice, the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by making those choices, you are in a way making the music scene a lot safer. And And if not, like... There are bands out there that are like, well, we don't care. We're we're, we're not going to keep it safe. We're not going to do this. But it's like, well, if Onion Machine is doing it, then why aren't you? Like, right. <laughs> this great band. There was kind of a chain reaction as soon as we canceled our shows. There's yeah. a couple other shows that also I canceled in town, yeah. too. I mean, not to say that we were the cause of that or provoked it, no. but I do yeah. think that when people see their peers doing that sort of thing, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we should probably be on this, too. Yeah. You don't have to be a leader to lead. Um, and set a good example. Mm-hmm. There's just a high road. Yeah. 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 And there's a very, very specific one in, in the music scene because everyone's watching. Mm. Definitely. You can, yeah. lose, you can lose followers like that. <laughs> I had an experience pre-COVID at a house show um, where I was um, watching my friend Tenon perform, and he was opening for a punk band called Pulling It Off, mm-hmm. who unfortunately is no longer together. We were going to do a show with them, but... Stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we never pulled it off. Never pulled it off with them. <laughs> uh, but they, they stopped their show halfway through um, to um, explain the environment that they wanted to present mm-hmm. and how that if you are um, making anybody uncomfortable, if you are creating any kind of problem, then they will stop the show and get you out of there before they do anything else. And that was just um, really, uh, I had never seen that happen in, in like the house scene before. And it was really inspiring to like hear people like stand up for that for the first time. Yeah. Like three, two, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That and so definitely, I, that. I would say, made a ripple effect. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean that because that's what Jackson does, mm-hmm. and other people have taken on, on. I think Billy and the Kids. I know that they have stopped playing. Right. I don't know. Maybe um, I'm just th- seeing things now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they definitely do take that stuff seriously yes, for sure. I mean, extremely. the whole introduction of Billy's set was like, please respect the house. Please respect your peers. Mm-hmm. Like, we're here for this good time. and Let's not tarnish that with, mm-hmm. you know, violence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. And yeah. Uh, as an audience member, even like just hearing a band member, hearing the lead or whoever, like just say something, even something brief of like, hey, if you're making someone uncomfortable or if you're uncomfortable, let us know and we'll protect you. Like that alleviates so much tension, especially like queer femme folks specifically who feel like they could be in danger of like, yeah, like you said, assault, just being touched inappropriately, et cetera. Like just hearing the bands 
like take some kind of responsibility and being like, hey, we're like watching and we know that like we're here to protect you and we want to protect you is just like a big, it's like a relief, I feel like for a lot of people, mm. especially people who have had bad experiences at shows before, which I know a lot of people here in Corvallis have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, <laughs> the person on the mic is the most influential person in the room. So if they use that power for good, it can go a long way. Yeah. Assuming that like things, I, I don't want to say like when things get back to normal, but just like in general about house shows, I was wondering your guys' opinion on like etiquette for people who maybe have never been to a house show before, want to go, or have never played at a house show before and are getting ready to play. What do you think are like the most important aspects of like show etiquette, especially at like house shows? Don't expect free drinks. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> don't expect uh well like free anything i yeah. don't know like you're getting paid to do a gig there's definitely a point of like i would hope i mean talking about like uh an artist coming in i would hope there's the level of respect like placed between everyone you mm-hmm. know i think sharing respect between other artists and like people that are putting the gig on or security is just it goes such a long way um it's uh, yeah I feel like Nikki has a lot, would have a lot to say about this though. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just don't treat it like a house party. Mm-hmm. And house shows and house parties are very different things. And I think a lot of sets and environments can be ruined by people that show up for the sake of getting drunk yeah. or like trying to, you know, take the focus away from music. And that kind of creates sort of a, a tear in the audience who's there and who's all present. Um, yeah. What was the question? I was just asking general, like, etiquette. Oh, yeah, and also enforcing capacity, too, because if you are getting paid for a show um, by the, you know, um, member that comes in, it can be enticing to not have a cap and Mm -hmm. to just, like, relinquish all control of that and then make the most amount of money possible by just really advertising it. But we've seen in Holly Weekend, like, yeah, it was profitable, but people also came up to us and were like, that was really crowded, I might have felt unsafe, and that was a lot to learn from It wasn't from even it, just so. I might have felt. Okay. There were people that were put in unsafe situations. Yeah, that, and so... Like, that I I think all of us were like, okay, if that, even after we tried to mitigate those issues as much as possible, it still happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is the one thing I hold on from that show. For sure, yeah. And I think that's, like, irrespective of, you know a pandemic or a virus that's going around it's like that's always going to exist if you don't take care of it properly beforehand so yeah yeah enforcing that i remember holly weekend that was one way we could cap it is people didn't have their pictures of vaccine cards or they weren't maybe they even weren't vaccinated and that was i'm that is one of the hugest things is like you wear your mask and you bring your vax like you want you got to be Boost, you're boosted or you're, bust, you're busted? Like, I'm sorry. Boosted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. Um, respecting distance between people, for sure. And um, <clears throat> not um, getting up in the band's face. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when it's mm-hmm. a crowded basement. Yeah. We almost had a speaker fall over, I think. It was at the Halloween show. Oh, I think mm-hmm. it was caught multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many safety things that, like, run through my head specifically and I'm just yeah. like a tiny little event planner <laughs> and yeah so easily it could rest right on any machine for something bad going on yeah absolutely um so I guess that's why we're the we're the they're the boys that they are yeah they're trying to <laughs> I don't know I talk really highly of them and I 
and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I don't have ever have to worry about them perpetrating one of those acts of like anything. <laughs> yeah. We're grateful for you too, constantly. Oh, <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> yeah. I think also like, obviously, uh, my perspective is mostly from like an audience member, but I think as there are more like punk style shows happening in Corvallis, I think people kind of need to take it upon themselves to learn a little bit about moshing, maybe. Mm. Oh yeah, I was yeah. gonna talk about that. Respect the mosh pit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there are a lot of people that don't know how to mosh, but I like want to, and are like, I'm just gonna start throwing my body around, throwing punches, throwing kicks. And right. It's like, they're like, there's a, there are rules. Yeah. Um, and I remember like, I went to a show in Eugene that was uh, like specifically like, uh, heavy metal like moshing music and everybody was very responsible and like that compared to the like drunk frat crowd mm -hmm. that will I'm doing air quotes but mosh, mosh it's like it can be scary it can yeah. be scary and I feel like it's frustrating for audience members to be put in the position where they're the ones that are like protecting people when you're just trying to enjoy the music mm -hmm. yeah. yeah definitely that happened a lot at um, Summer's End Festival mm -hmm. uh, towards the end where people were drinking and like um it was scary. I like got stuck in it somehow. Somehow I got like swooped into the mosh pit, mosh pit air quotes, because mm -hmm. um, it was just people like punching each other. It was really scary. Um, I yeah, thankfully nobody really got hurt too bad that I know of. But um, yeah, that was scary. That wasn't moshing. Um, yeah, people have to. Just Respect the space, respect people. That's all you gotta do. Keep it. Keep your elbows down. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it below the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's like a swaying motion, which it should be. It's not a. Uh, I'm gonna jump into you at full force because uh, we're getting rowdy. Your heads on the f pipes. Yeah. You, yeah. 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 Especially yeah. in the basements, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You can't can't be dangerous there. Yeah. I think the best kind of mosh pit is where there's an obvious circle mm -hmm. and everybody that wants to be in there who's okay with maybe getting a little beat up because that's part of a mosh pit mm -hmm. in the essence of it. Um, only if you're, you know, you never drag somebody in. Yeah. You only go in there if you are like taking that risk yourself. Cause there is a risk with a mosh pit always. And there's like a hundred percent safe mosh pit. I don't think really exists. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely ways to make it safer. Like everything exactly. else. Yeah, like no there's spikes. never going to be in a hundred percent safe house show because you never know who's going to be there. You mm -hmm. never know what people are going to introduce, what people are going to bring, but there are ways to keep it safe. Yeah. And I think you just do everything in your power. Yeah, do it. for sure. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like there's been a lot of, well, not a lot of, but there have been some shows where I've been to where people are like getting dragged in or you're just literally it like forms physically. around you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah All of a sudden you're in the middle of it. And that's a very overwhelming and scary experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I wish that I could be a part of like when the boys go into the crowds to de-stim the crowds almost mm -hmm. but I have had experiences where I've been pulled out of a huge mosh pit mm -hmm. out of like by security guards because it was so terrifying mm -hmm. so I don't go I like the second onion machine gets a little rowdy yeah I'm just not there yeah <laughs> and that's the, that's kind of like how I don't know I would say a lot of individuals might like take it mm -hmm. when it gets too extreme in the front but luckily also we have people mm -hmm. in the crowds kind of like as like almost crowd monitors now mm -hmm. and they're amazing yeah. like shout out to julian julian mm -hmm. um big shout out to julian yeah for sure just like their presence um in the crowd really it helps it helps the sway 
yeah. there is way more of like a melodical wave to the crowd versus three drunk boys like punching some people in the mm-hmm. middle and where like I want to take the mic and be like get out yeah, <laughs> yeah. that happened right yes I did that yeah yeah, That's yeah. Right. Okay. Luck straight up grabbed the mic and yeah. kicked people out they were like you need the founding go oh, yeah yeah <laughs> infamous yeah. to call anybody out exactly specifically <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah they did I what they did I, I think their they only called out, out after they didn't listen I oh. use their real name, so like yeah, whoever like, was at that show knows time. them. Because mm-hmm. I think I, th- I swear someone name, brought it up. Full address. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> 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 a security number. This is coming out of you. Yeah. They know how they No, they know. <laughs> yeah, that show. If that was the Hollow Weekend show yeah, we were talking about, yeah. I yeah, I remember that. That was that was stressful, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've. This I don't know what this is, but I feel like I've been to a house shows where there are exposed pipes and people are purposefully hitting their heads on them. Have you seen <laughs> that before? Or hanging on them. Hanging or I've seen hanging like them. the vents. You know, yeah. they're like big and boxy and they'll bang against it. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, dude, why? Caveman? I think our whole front line, though, has been consistently to a lot of our shows and just yeah. has that camaraderie with us to where, I mean, it's like Lux brought up earlier, like, it won't really be possible without all the people involved. And that's not just people who, you know, call themselves members of Onion Machine because we have some really awesome people that are in our audience as well that like always respond to our like story posts and are always at shows and on the front lines and just like either protecting us from the mosh or like Taking amazing photos. Photos, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Uh, shout out Claudia. Yeah. Well, shout out Claudia, but shout out Carly who's like a huge fan. Mm. Oh know. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. These mm-hmm. people that are always, you know, they're keeping it alive for me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Claudia will like protect us with one hand and take pictures with the other. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Actually, that's something I want to say. Like the coolest part about this scene mm-hmm. is getting to see people like become adults, but in like the best, like beautiful way mm. of like taking responsibility in this in this scene it's it was it's really cool like there isn't like an abuse of alcohol there is an abuse of drugs that most of the ones that we have tried to put on Mm -hmm. Uh, it's uh i think that's kind of like definitely where i want to go towards like we said it's not a house party it's a house show Mm -hmm. it's like a concert yeah and i'm pretty sure when you're underage at concerts you're not doing the same thing you'd be doing at a house show Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think that also goes along with the etiquette as well where it's like if I was hosting a house show at my house, I would not feel comfortable with people who are underage, like doing drugs or getting like insanely drunk or et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. But like, <laughs> I think that's part of the etiquette as well. And also like knowing that if you get in trouble, the band's going to get in trouble or if, uh, or the yeah. house is going to get in trouble right. or mm-hmm. the people at the house or the people who live and have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the show, but just live there, you know, yeah. that stresses mm-hmm. me out from an outsider's perspective. Definitely. And that's always something we're thinking of. And it's, it's so beautiful, honestly, like I said, like the connections that you make from this, because there are people willing to sacrifice maybe like the possibility of cops coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, time and time again, they have been like, it's okay, like I accept this. And it's also, it's beautiful, but I'm also like, we didn't, we don't need you to like, you can say no, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a commitment to the scene. It's a commitment to sh- having live music mm-hmm. and art. Yeah, I think of um, Mona's place, which was a really big house venue before COVID happened. And um, they got the cops called and they got in 
SR something, mm-hmm. whatever that noise complaint is. Mm-hmm. And um, basically I had to cancel shows for like a month and a half out. Um, but they came back and they started doing it again with more restrictions and mm-hmm. more rules and did it better. So yeah, that's just like the kind of commitment to the community where like they're willing to take a risk for the idea and to like let people have this amazing experience that we all love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the experience is like none other. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love yeah. makes things happen in the community. Oh, that's so <laughs> sick. Do you feel like there's been different experiences between playing or going to Corvallis house shows versus like the shows you've been to or played at in like Eugene, Portland, anywhere else in Oregon? Is there like, do you feel like there's any kind of tangible differences between like the crowds or just the vibes or maybe not? I mean, a little bit. Um, I haven't played too many house shows outside of Corvallis. Mm. Um, But, uh, I'd say, uh, you know, there's a crowd difference. It's not, like, insane. There's, like, it's more of a... I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's really similar, honestly. Mm -hmm. And the amount of, like... I guess, guess, um, from what I've noticed, uh, there's less um, frat party mentality in Eugene because there's... There's a More of everything. Yeah, so there's a bigger scene. (laughs) Yeah, people actually know what they're... um, yeah, like, like they know about the, the respect community. that you're talking about too. Yeah. Um, at shows, I don't know. We've li- we've we have, I would say, limited experiences on outside of Corvallis. Yeah, we've had definitely. one show in Portland and one show in Eugene so far as mm. like the new collection of Onion mm-hmm. Machine. Mm-hmm. The one in Eugene, we had a fantastic time at. Oh, it was really was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was really fun. It, we made. Um, quite a lot of money considering like we didn't really have a lot to do with it and that really like kind of it just surprised us they wanted to share that with us in a way and we were really grateful of course I was was walking around (laughs) the house show with the box of money because I was the last person in charge of the door and I was like what do I do with this I'm very scared right now Do you think uh, y'all are going to start introducing live waterboarding, like Left on Red? Oh, <laughs> I think. No. Did you not see that? You didn't see no, that? I don't oh, think man. I ever done that. That was crazy. Yeah, at the end of... It was Left on Red, <laughs> Left right? on Red, at the yeah. End of Left on Shout Red out Left show, on Red. They, like, took out a foldable chair and somebody from the crowd sat in it. It was their birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what a present. Mm-hmm. No, it was Sam's nice. birthday, and Sam, the as the birthday, birthday present, was, like, waterboarding somebody. <laughs> and it was, I, think, I think it was I, just somebody from the crowd. I think just how it went is they put out the chair, and then they just waited, waited. for someone Maybe to sit into it. Yeah. What he wanted for his birthday was to waterboard I somebody. think that's what that happened, so yeah. Weird. And the guy just started dancing. Yeah, yeah, he was good. consent, you know? Yeah. Do what you want. I was, like, kind of scared secondhand. Yeah. Well, I think I didn't get up or anything. He just kind of, like... I think they might have been in cahoots. I hope so. Yeah. Surprise waterboarding. That'd be a great performance, then. Well, I don't think torture's on our agenda right now. (laughs) I think that we could take a page from that show, but I don't think we need to take that one. (laughs) It's it's extreme. Let's leave that one on red. (laughs) There was a pop-up show Mm -hmm. before it. Mm -hmm. Um, Corvallis has so many artists creating. So I would think think that'd be like the next part that I'd want to like incorporate. Yeah. Um, and incorporate Eugene bands like Left on Red and Mommy, mm-hmm. who we also got to play with, which was Shout so out Mommy. cool. Oh, Mommy mm-hmm. was great. Oh, yeah. They're, and just 
their energy and also their essence also I feel like is very similar sometimes to the onion machine in like the safety ways Mm -hmm. you know it's just we're here to like put on a good show but also like let's be safe yeah (laughs) yeah well when we organized that show we just got invited to it and then I got added to a group chat and then the first thing left on red scent was like two whole paragraphs of like this is our security rundown. There's these bracelets. It's this much for a cover. Fax cards, masks. This is the whole rundown. Every like basically everything, everything. we try to enforce, just boom right there. And we're like, okay, we're on the same page. Like this is nice. Yeah. yeah beautiful. So, <laughs> well, I think we'd really like to play in Eugene again. Mm-hmm. That would be a yeah. scene Absolutely. that we'd want to tap into mm-hmm. more and just yeah, make some new friends, make uh, some new acquaintances. Yeah. Bring some Eugene bands up here too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we'd if we were to incorporate, we'd want it to be a lot more based like um, shared community uh, items. So it wouldn't be maybe food, it wouldn't be like money based exactly. Not mm-hmm. always. It would be more l- clothing swap, f- mm. uh, food can drive type of thing where we take all of the warm clothes and the nice shoes to mm-hmm. either a Dropbox that has access to it from anyone, yeah, or. Um, like the really really free market. Yeah, I was gonna Shout say out really free market. Yeah, Shout out Julia. Really connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> that would be indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also yeah, Prism and just kind of collaborating with local artists would also be a cool way to get together. Would yeah. you say the magazine for the Pride Center was called? Paper Cloud. Paper Cloud. Okay, because Monty also works at uh, Pride Center. Yeah. So. Monty. Shout out Monty. And. Uh, mm-hmm. um, body for sale <laughs> Nikki can play the guitar and he's actually pretty good at it mm-hmm. and Monty's got some pipes mm-hmm. oh yeah we're, we're on the way we're gonna come maybe next month nice. to your local house show scene to if it's safe house <laughs> scene. oh that's so exciting yeah hopefully we can keep it safe mm-hmm. make it safe yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what do you feel like how do you feel like I know that uh, things changed really abruptly once the pandemic started, just like everything else did in the world. But how do you feel like COVID really changed like the house show environment? I know we're talking a little bit about safety, about like vax, mask, booster, but like just in general, like, do you feel like, I don't know, how has things changed? I think it's, it's a way more, um, it's way more run like a business now Mm -hmm. Um, like, any other time pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, it really was about, like, we're going to sh- sh- put a show on for whoever, who come come one, come all. And like, Maybe I we'll try and get paid. some Venmos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, there was, I, I don't even, I don't think I ever paid, honestly. Yeah. Um, I still don't, but that's because I'm a band manager, and that's yeah. pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also nice with um, checking Vax cards is we can also check IDs. Yeah. To see how old people are. Like, we don't want, like, underage people no. there. Like, mm-hmm. especially, underage like, people suck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> Stinky kids. Um, yeah, no, so it's really good that we can um, check IDs, too, just because um, that can, like, get house shows kind of in trouble sometimes, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, just another safety thing, which is really good. I remember pre-COVID, I was at this house party, and uh, this, like, a child was there. Like, he must have been, like, 14. He was somebody's younger brother, I guess. And the cops came, and I remember we were all, like, huddled up being quiet, 
And some guy was just like, who the F let this kid in here? Who is this child? And he like, was crying. It was mm. like, dude, go home and do your math homework. Yeah, jeez. Mm. Dude, you have an AP US history tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I was never an AP class. Shout out AP US history. I was for a week, and then I was like, wait. I'm going to do the easy class. <laughs> easy all the way. On the opposite, like, spectrum, it's also interesting when people who are, like, definitely not in college come to house shows. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes there's just, like, a like a 40-year-old guy just in there, yeah. which, like, can yeah. be, like, a little bit of a safety concern, just, like, yeah. in the back of my head. I'm they like, just get my stare down. Doing? I just look yeah. at them until yeah. they tell me why they're, why they're there. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, like... You do They're like, oh, I'm there, like, with my daughter or something. I'm like, okay, that's okay. But, like, I don't know. It's still questionable. It's still, still, I don't know. I wouldn't bring my parents to a house show. No. That was one thing on Halloween that I was, like, it got too out of hand because we had two entrances and exits, and Mm -hmm. that was just a mess. Because, like, I remember, like, turning away grown adults that were, like, you know, like, beer belly and all. And I was like, you <laughs> literally aren't allowed in here. <laughs> Let me check your ID. It's going to say too old. Leave. <laughs> too old. <laughs> but they, I remember seeing one-third of their pack sneak through mm. and then yelling from the back door, like, I got in, come on. And me just, like, barreling in front of them and being, like, mm. just yelling. I had to, like, yell at this person. I was like, you're not allowed inside this house. Yeah. Get out. And it was... The, the, and listen, he turned around, went right into the crowd, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "This is how it works. Like you can yeah. act, you can act like you have an authoritative voice, but if there isn't respect, then there isn't respect." I think that's where the security comes into. Yeah, All the people definitely. who try to bring yeah. through that. One time, um, I was selling um, a shirt to this guy, and I just do everything through Venmo and cash. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I'll Venmo you," um, and he just like took the shirt and just like left without. Ben Mommy and I had Donovan, who's the bassist, just like go after <laughs> him and like yell at him because I mean I I don't think I would have that much authority over like a guy like that. I don't know. He was like pretty old too. He was like w- maybe thirty. Yeah, which is These another like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is onion machine has a sound that can attract any type of human. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's yeah. It will. It can attract anyone. It has so punk folk, but it's also. It's my dad's favorite band I've been in. <laughs> it's the favorite music I've been playing. Hell yeah! yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, it really. I mean, I personally, I don't know. I, I don't know many. I don't. I don't know any other band except two, and one of them is a part of that band in this room that I would also work for. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just due to everything that I've stated. (laughs) I actually like their music. (laughs) (laughs) That's important. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's hard to find in, like, a small house show venue scene. Like, finding a band that's actually your favorite band and, like, getting a gig to work for them. Mm. Yeah, it was, like, your first or second on your Spotify raft or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. One of my top genres was contemporary country. (laughs) Dude, that's the new label I for Onion Machine. Is that, oh, yeah. what, is that what we are? Punk country. It's the, the reason is because I DJ weddings, and I'll oh, take requests, no. oh. and I'll put it into my Spotify, <laughs> and it has screwed up my algorithm. Oh, I gotcha. no. You got to yeah. get a separate account. Yeah. So yeah. Really do that? That's no, brilliant, I don't know. actually. 
Maybe. I would hope so. I feel I'm like you sure probably I could. could. I could just make a new email and yeah. do it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. Up on a free trial or something. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah, a new email each is time. Like, <laughs> it's like podcasts and then, then uh, the Jonas Brothers. Nice. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> oh sure. God. Okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> so if we're talking about like genre, like what are some bands or like artists specifically that you feel like maybe are roots for Onion Machine? Oh, I shouldn't hit the mic. Hope that didn't blast their ears in there. <laughs> but like roots for Onion Machine, like maybe like inspiration slash like where you might want to see yourself as a band in the future. Jackson always says the Decembrists. Okay, that's yeah, that makes sense. I want Rainbow Kitten Surprise mm. energy. Oh, yes. Um, yes. What is uh, what is the the one with the the. the the Sailboat Ahoy, that band. Pun- the Punch Brothers is what Donovan um, really likes yeah. the energy from the Punch Brothers. Um, I don't know about people in this room. What do you guys think? <laughs> um, we've been compared to, I'm really blanking on the name. Um, can you skip me? What do you think? Sure. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Cage the Elephant. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of um, oh, yeah. where I draw from in my memory to like bring to this band that I think would work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, personally, what, no- what I've noticed sounds really good, um, from what I can do is, like, my draw from the strokes and their, mm-hmm. like, melodies. Mm-hmm. They're very, like, um, methodical and, like, scientific about how they, um, use certain notes. And I apply that to this more rugged outline of the sound that we have. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed that there's, like, this little... Little notch that I can like perfectly get into sometimes if I if I play it right. Yeah, it's a really good addition. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like Jasper's always just thinking in a really creative way of like, what if I put this note in here instead, and then it harmonizes and it sounds so gorgeous. And it's like (laughs) that's such a cool perspective that none of us have brought in before. Um, I'm so lucky to have this opportunity to like experiment this way too. mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The band I was thinking of was The Shins. We've been compared Ooh. to The Shins a lot before, too. I, I think oh. it's a good comparison. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know I told Jackson a couple months ago, I was like, dude, I think we got to, like, stop being, like, punk Americana. Like, I don't I don't feel it. Do you think it's punk? And he's like, he just starts, like, singing one of the songs about, like, being, <laughs> the, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> Anyways, that was like a that was I think a pivoting moment for him, um, and now he, we are leaning towards more punky. Mm-hmm. It seems like, mm-hmm. but um, Marley brings in this other aspect that we have yet to even go into. But folk. he has this yeah. folk. Marley's bluegrassy, mm-hmm. like very twangy on the guitar soloist. And that yeah. twang yeah, can like southern riffs. That mm-hmm. twang pulls in like the variety. I think. Yeah. Um, whereas if that twang isn't part of it you can really hear the more punk yeah of it i'm definitely a punk drummer yes mm. through and through so <laughs> sorry buddy just i didn't mean to say anything rude <laughs> well that's the, it seems like that's the beauty of having such a big band with like we're like moving pieces of like sometimes you have a saxophone player sometimes you don't sometimes you have these gu- guitars sometimes you don't as you get that diverse sound mm-hmm. um if you were to ask me what bands i'd think of is like definitely the violent femmes um i kind of think of the viagra boys a little bit yeah. a little bit just yeah. with that like kind of dark punky sound a little mm. bit in the back the lyrics the l- i was gonna say <laughs> the yeah, lyrics. definitely the lyrics i don't know just it's so different than a lot of the stuff that you hear just in college house shows in general but mm. like i don't know i remember when i saw y'all the first time i was like such a different sound but it's like i don't know so good 
We love that. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's the special part of my brain that I was like, this is in front of me. I'm like living in the same. What? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I remember the first show I went to. Lux took me to it um, this summer and I was just dancing the whole time. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. Um, It's just like, yeah, such a different sound. And it's everybody i feel like everyone can get down to it yeah so yeah one of my really favorite cool. memories was playing at bombs and it was before you two were affiliated with honey machine in like a working way <laughs> and like they were just out in front of the crowd like as jackson started playing mutts and they were just singing over jackson <laughs> like screaming <laughs> it and we were like what's up people know our songs what you can find us screaming on that track on youtube on youtube uh, yeah mutts bombs away i'll link it mm-hmm. yeah. okay. i'll yeah. get in the description <laughs> mutts is just absolutely blood curdling <laughs> <laughs> not the singers jackson's way no. better <laughs> i think that's the show that i first saw you guys at too before i was a part of it oh nice, really? nice. Oh. i think so because i went to see Mar because Marley's like an, a friend of mine from, right. you know, freshman year of high school here at CHS. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the craziest reunion to be like in a band. In a band together. After yeah. we hadn't hung out for like years, we've got like our own things going and mm-hmm. now yeah. we're back together. That's awesome. beautiful. It is. Whoa. It's really cool. I think the family so that has been created um, has yet has got to be like my favorite part of live out living right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like Aww. it's so... It's so um, important, it seems like, to everyone. It, like, it doesn't matter, like, where we're at or what we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. There's just, like, I don't know. We're holding each other up, and you kind of need that in this um, era. You mm-hmm. create your own families now because most of the time, either you're done with your family or you're, you are far away, yeah. you know, or you're queer and you need a whole new one. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we've been able to create not just in our the like close people in the band but like with our audience it it feels like family when especially if julian's there Mm -hmm. or if you're there tosca like it's just or in month like there's so many people i could mention Mm -hmm. um but it's like a big old bear hug it's really (laughs) nice yeah (laughs) what's the future look like for onion machine oh god bright (laughs) (laughs) and i I, like that's a metaphorical question but also literally like what are your plans like for the near future if you have any because i know before we were talking a little bit about it well there's a lot of work being done in the studio Mm. Mm. that will come out eventually i think we have an idea we're thinking if we were to be able to release an album um and if they if everyone is even like capable to like create that in that amount of time it would be by spring break and we'd have an album release party so cool uh, somewhere around here maybe the wide side don't know it's kind yet. of the idea that's the shout out white side theater yeah. absolutely that's where we've been recording everything so steve. Sounds shout incredible. Out steve. Steve hunter, hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh local legend shout out <laughs> harmonic sound right is that what he that his business Runs? yeah i, I should know this services. he is my boss yeah yeah <laughs> 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 you work for them. I, you I are do. Harmonic business. Oh, I didn't even know this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um feel really lucky to be able to be in the, like know how the whole sound system at the White Side works mm-hmm. yeah. and be able to record and get these insane drum takes with like the oh, echo. Stop. And <laughs> it's gonna sound it's so, so excited. Oh, I know something that it should be on everyone's books. Yes. Um 
Queen Dharma welcomed us to a drag mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. and I believe it's on wow. Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. <gasps> is it? Is it not the 14th? Oh, I think it's Valentine's Day. I, okay. I, I might be wrong, and I'm so sorry, but I believe it's February 14th, and they have a drag show, and we'll be closing it out. Mm-hmm. And we got some really amazing clothes happening. The fashion yeah. that yeah. is about mm-hmm. to go down mm-hmm. in Onion Machine. I mean, this, the heels alone. Let's just let's stop. Yeah, You're gonna drop I was, heels? I was, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is not a possibility for me. But Donovan looks great in heels. Oh. I actually was with him when we went shopping for some of that outfit, and so were you. So yeah. man, yeah. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I've missed all that Dharma and the drag. Oh, that's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will be. We can close things out by just like I wanted to throw out some song recommendations. Obviously, y'all know a lot about music. I trust your music tastes for our audience oh yeah there's one that i was thinking about actually this whole time yes uh because of the line who cares about the party i came here to see the band play uh who i am by toro imo it's kind of um it's not even really like a band sound it's more of like a i'm a dj i really love edm Mm -hmm. i've been producing edm for 10 years in april Mm -hmm. um nice and um (laughs) thank you it's um it's, it's like a really fun song, though. It's not like a dance song. It's like really light. And um, yeah, it's called Who I Am by Toro Imo. How do Who you spell the, sorry, how do you spell the name of the? T-O-R-O space Y space M-O-I. Okay, nice. I, I'm, I believe it's, it means dance with me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Sick. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, recently, I've been listening to um, this band called Low Girl. L-O-W girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They got some really good jams. Nice. You should check them out. Got a song? Oh, them? yeah. Um, uh, there's one called Lovable Maybe. It's a really good one. Nice. I like it a lot. Nice. By Low Girl. Awesome. Low Girl. I'll have to check that out, too. I lately have just been, like, killing anything of by Kimia Dawson for yes. some reason. I don't know why. I'm like, I want to go back to Tweed. Uh, um, <laughs> don't know how that came about but Do the song um it's has a bad word in it so it's same sh- slash complicated mm-hmm. it, it, it bops uh like no other it maybe you want to cry maybe you want to scream <laughs> maybe you should do both jump in circles is that on the playlist yeah. that you sent me or is no. it no? Can you send me that then? That'd be cool yes. to listen to. We, cool. we listened to Kimmy Dawson when we went thrifting a lot. Oh, cool, oh. cool, cool. All right. That was like most of the music. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. We need like a collective playlist. I, was I, like, I think so too. Really yeah. Yeah. yeah, you did tell us that. Yeah, I'll have to say something. Uh-huh. Oh, that will be next next task for me. Yeah. Because I have said that I'm not going to be doing my own DIY shows anymore. That is. That is. That is my call for winter term. Mm. I, that's too much work. School first. Yeah. <laughs> too Gotta graduate. It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys in spring, all right? Just kidding. No, see you in February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my song, uh, I have one that's been on my playlist a lot recently. It's called Lights Out by Deep Sea Diver. And it has like a really cool, um, it's like you take indie rock and you speed it up up tempo and it's like a really fast driving pace but it also has like kind of a really dark atmosphere around it and then it kind of like dynamically just crescendos the whole way through and then it brings it down and has this melodic little bridge and it's like i don't know the song structure and just like the atmosphere it presents is really fun and cool i like to just drive to it so lights out by deep sea diver good song sweet mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. 
Thanks, Tosca. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much, Tosca. Yeah, no, thank you for joining me. It was so wonderful having you here. I can't wait to see y'all play again and just see you around. Um, can't wait for the show in February and whatever happens in between then. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was a great conversation. I can't wait until it's on our podcast. I can't wait to have... I, I have the bits of the song, so in the beginning, it'll be uh, Whiskey, and then in the end, it'll be Gecko. Thank you nice. again for sending me those oh, raw for sure, yeah. files. I wasn't going to rip them off Spotify. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, to our audience, make sure you check out Onion Machine's music out on all streaming platforms. Uh, in the description, you can find a few videos of their live performances along with their social media handle at onion.machine on Instagram. That's at O-N-I-O-N dot M-A-C-H-I-N-E. We'll be ending the podcast with a clip from their song, Gecko. Listen to the full track on Spotify or wherever you stream music. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Page. If you're listening to us on iTunes, then make sure you subscribe to get updates when a new episode is released. And we always love to hear from you, so don't be shy. Leave us a review. Give us a follow on our socials at OSU Prism. That's at O-S-U-P-R-I-S-M. Or check out our website, which is linked in the description. Big thanks to KBVR-FM for your support in getting this podcast out on the radio. And thank you, as always, to Orange Media Network for making this podcast possible. We'll see you next time when we journey beyond the page. <laughs>